0: Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we are really glad you're here tonight. Uh, here's the thing, we've been in a series called Canceled, and maybe you don't know what that is, and that's totally, it's a really good thing if you don't, actually, because canceled is really this. It's something that we see a lot in social media. Maybe you've seen it at your your high school uh, where people just say, instead of loving someone, I'm just going to cancel them. Uh, instead of, uh, you know, um, maybe you don't cancel them, but you ignore them. Like that's many times what we do. Instead of cancel them, we just ignore them, act like they don't matter, act like they're not here. That's just many times what we do when it comes to people. Uh, So the last couple weeks, uh, here's a quick review. If you want to go ahead to that next slide there, Anthony, uh, we we talked about this the first week, that we, instead of canceling people, like, we should love people who aren't like us, and that's really hard to do because it's a lot easier to cancel someone than to love somebody. It's so much easier to ignore them. It's so much easier to act like they're not even in the room. It's so much easier to hate on them than to love someone. But we said, hey, Jesus did this. He set the example for us. He loved people who were not like him, and we should do that. The second week, uh, last week, we looked at this, love people who are in need, and we talked about that, man, we've got to do that. Like, we have got to look like Jesus because he's always stopping for people, people who were sick, the poor. He just really had this vibe for people who were going through some difficult things. Uh, and we, we're going to do some things because of that. We're doing this thing called Fill the Cart. And uh, we already got some stuff in here. We're starting to fill up the cart. And this is going to be going on for the next month, man. We'd love for you to bring your things in. We are going to take all of these items that are that we're gathering together. Uh, we're going to take them to downtown Athens and... Distribute them to people who are in need. We want to love some people in need. We don't want to just talk about it. We want to be about it. Um, so November seventh, you'll get a chance if you want to come with us. We'd love for you to go with us after church that Sunday and pass out food. And if you have tarps, if you have tents, if you have, uh, it's getting rainy and it's going to get colder out. If some jackets that you don't need, if you have some socks that are in really, really good shape. Or you want to go buy some new ones. Or you want to go buy some, some toothpaste or some hygiene products, some, some deodorant, you know, toothbrushes, whatever it may be. Uh, any of those things. You don't have to go crazy expensive. You can go to the dollar store, and they have tons of things that would really, really bless somebody. So I want to challenge you. We want to fill this card up a few times. I know there's another box downstairs that has to come up here tonight, so we're going to be close uh, probably by this weekend, hopefully Sunday. Fill in the cart for the first time. We want to continue to do that. We want to love those in need. Not just talk about it, but be about it. When we see a need, we want to meet the need. Uh, so tonight, we're going to talk about another group of people that were called the love. And once again, all of these are really tough groups and, and tough people groups to, to love. And tonight, maybe even uh, more difficult. Uh, we're going to talk about loving people we envy or maybe we're jealous of. Have any of you heard, and you may not know this, it may be something like back in my day. you ever heard the term, that person is green with envy? Anybody heard? Is that just my word? Anybody heard that before? They're green with envy, like the green-eyed monster, or something like that. It's this term, and actually it comes from uh, Shakespeare. I don't know if you know that or not. All the way back to Shakespeare, he kind of coined the term, agreeing with envy. And Shakespeare, uh, it's from Othello. He actually went pretty well, and he, he did pretty well. So here's what I want to do. I want to do just a quick thing. Uh, I need one guy and one girl who thinks they have a really good British accent. Who will, uh, shh. we're going to like duo versus one guy versus one girl. I need someone, shh. Do I have one uh, female and one male who will stand up here and they're willing to actually pull this off? It's one line. It, look, that's what it is. It's one line from Shakespeare where he uses the term uh, the green-eyed monster and talks about jealousy. All right, who do I have? Guys? Any, any guys? I will be the guy if no guy is brave enough. I am not afraid. <laughs> do I have a young lady who will, who will duel who will take, who will, who will also, anybody, any young ladies? You don't have to do an accent if you don't want, but you have to read it maybe in a, a period voice, a time period voice. Okay, thank you, Lexi. Come on down. Now, would you like to go first? I'll let you look it over a little bit. That's the, you don't have to read the last line, but just those in quotations, that, that sentence. All right, can you do that? Just, just nice and loud for people. The stage is yours. Take 2, take 2, take 2. The stage is yours. Oh, beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it aids. Very nicely done. Give her a hand, folks. Thank you for playing. Thank you for playing. All right, is there no guys? Shh, are there no guys who will step up to the plate? Adam, are you willing to do it? Thank you. I like brave people, and you are a brave man. There is your sentence. We'll get it quiet in the room. And if you'd read this, the stage is yours. Oh, oh gosh, I, mean, I can't. It's okay. Hey, they won't even get up here, so you're, you're ahead of the game, okay? Oh, beware, my lord of jealousy it is a green eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. Very nicely done. Give him a hand, folks. Woo! Thank you for playing along. So, man, uh, jealousy is nothing new, right? All the way back to um, Shakespeare's day. And tonight, as we talk about jealousy, I just want you to be thinking uh, maybe you felt envious of someone in your life. It could be right now. Maybe there's a friend, and there's just something about them that, that you just lean towards that a little bit. You're a little envious. You're a little jealous. You're a little green eyed of them. Maybe you have green eyes. <laughs> kind of green eyes. Uh, maybe it could be a sibling, could be somebody on social media, could be someone famous. Uh, but to get us started and really talk about, because sometimes we don't know the terms, here's what envy means tonight. We're going to uh, really use this as our definition. The envy is this. It's a feeling of discontentment or resentfulness because of someone else's possessions, their qualities, or maybe they're just stinking lucky. Like. Right? I mean, could be their possessions, could be qualities, or it could be luck. And here's the thing: we live in an age now with social media where we can be so much more jealous and envious of other people. Back in the day, I did not know what my friends were doing unless I would call them on the phone or see them at school the next day. Nowadays, uh, you can Snapchat pictures, you can get on Instagram, you can do all kinds of, you can Facetime people. I mean, you can get all like you can see what is happening in the world around you. Where back in the day, all I could see was what was in the room with me. But, but nowadays, it's so much easier. I mean, we live in an age, like I said, of envy. There's sneaker envy. Oh, they got the new kicks, so mine and are, mine are not ice white anymore, right? They're just not. We live in a like there's crazy, like there's video game envy. You ever have that one friend where when the video game drops, they always, always get it on the very first day. And they don't get like the, I don't know if you know this or not, but there's like special versions of the video game where you can play like, like a lot more money and you get like tokens and extra players and like extra skins and guns. It's just crazy. And they always get that and you're like, man, I got to wait till my birthday or Christmas. I, I got to earn the money. I, I can't get that. There are, in our world, there's likes envy. They have so many followers and so many likes and like grandma's the only person ever comments or likes my pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just feel this way. You know, there's friends envy. You see that picture they posted, and they're all out hanging out, and you didn't get the invite. and the Jealousy, envy begins to boil up a little bit. I'm at home again. Popularity envy, everybody likes them. There's car envy. They got the new car. You're driving a hunk of junk. It feels like there's clothes envy. She went shopping again. I am tired of her cute outfits. I'm just sick of it, okay? Those things uh, that you have... Um, There's self-image and body envy. They always look this way. They always look this, this or that. There's food envy. You know, you look at their Instagram, and, and they're eating Chick-fil-A again, and you have, like, goldfish. That's all you have. You know, like, they are at this fancy restaurant. Uh, or they'd snap another picture of the, the frap that they have from Starbucks, and you're just like, I got a cup of water. Great. I'd really like to have a frap. Um, and here's the thing. I wish I could tell you this stopped after high school. But even as adults, there's envy that comes back in. Like, there's people, there's adults that have house envy. Like, oh, they've got the shiplap. You know, they've got it all. Like, they look like Joanna Gaines lives here. Uh, like, she is the one running the place. And you kind of look like, like the Gainesville Correctional Institute you know like it's not it's not pretty it's not a, it's not a good thing uh, adults get the, the vacation envy yeah they're gonna post probably next time they're going to go to the moon you know what I'm saying like it's just one of those things where we have envy you name it there's something that we can be jealous of there's something we can be envious of it, it just happens that way. Human beings have always felt this way. Aristotle back in the fourth century BC he said plain, uh, it, pain at the sight of another's good fortune, of those who have what we ought to have. And our tendency is to always compare. And when we compare, it leads to envy and it leads to jealousy. And when we're comparing ourselves to people, here's the thing. These people that, that we're jealous and envy of, they don't even know it. Like, like they don't even know. Like, let's say you're, you're jealous of a, a guy that got a new pair of Jordans and you... He doesn't even know that you're jealous of him, and you're hating on him, and you're like, "Man, I can't believe he got that." They don't even know that you're frustrated with them. But inside, we are frustrated with the person, and they don't even know that we're jealous that they got this. They don't even know that we're jealous of this quality. We just like they—it's just it's this really silent killer where they have no idea we're even hating on them, but yet we begin to dislike them. It begins to grow, and they don't even know. Researchers say this, that um, they found that people, regardless of age, regardless of age, research says this, that you're most likely to envy or report being envious or jealous of your peer. And what they've said here is that people of a similar age with about five years and the same gender. So if you, if you will look at that, that's probably the, probably the person you're jealous of is probably somewhere like five years, same gender. Like Those are usually the people, our peers, are who we get jealous of. And it doesn't matter, uh, you know, I'm 45, so you go down from 40 to, to 50. Like, there's probably somebody in there that I am uh, jealous of. You know, and we've all, you know, we've all had these things. And here is the path, I believe, to envy. This is the easiest path. This is the, the first couple steps you take on the road is this. That should be me. I should be driving that. I should be dating them. I should be wearing those shoes. I, I should be living at that. You know, I, I should have been on the team. I, I should be the starter. I, 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 you, you go on. I should have got the, the best grade. Like, whatever it may be. Like, there, there's just an insert, whatever it may be. And this is the beginning of envy and jealousy. That. Man, that should be me. Because we've all had that moment. We've all had that moment when we're envious of someone. I mean, I have. There are times right now where I go and I'll visit other churches. I'm like, dang it, man, if I had that like this dedicated youth building with the rock wall and like the, the crazy, like, man, if, if I only had that in my youth ministry, we would be like triple the size. If I only had that budget, if I could only preach like that dude, if I only had this size, and you, I mean, you name it, there's envy that gets me all the time. Even about a place like the church, it's a spiritual place because I'm human, and, man, I fall off the wagon. And it's easy to make excuses with our envy. Ah, I'm not jealous. They're really just a jerk. She's really just this way. So I'm really not envious. It's because they act this way. I'm not being judgmental, we'll say, you know. They really aren't that talented. I deserve what they have, you know. It starts small, but envy grows into a monster. Scripture talks about envy and jealousy a lot because God knew that we were going to deal with it and it was going to be an issue. In in Proverbs, we're going to look at one verse. Proverbs. Proverbs is this book in the Bible that's crazy, jam packed full of wisdom, like little nuggets that will help you live your life better. There's actually 31 of them. They're really cool to read uh, with the days of the month. Like today's the 15th. Turn to Proverbs tomorrow or tonight, even start in chapter 15. Just read one chapter. It's all about gaining wisdom. And here's this, this nugget where it talks about Proverbs. I'm uh, uh, sorry, uh, about jealousy. It says this anger's cruel. And wrath is like a flood. But jealousy? It's even more dangerous. Proverbs 27 4. Anger is a pretty strong emotion, it comes and goes. The Bible says, even more dangerous is anger's cousin, jealousy. Why? Because it's this thing that grows. It's this thing that grows. Every time we see them, it it grows a little more. Every time we hear their name, it grows a little more. Every time we see them succeed, it grows. Every time something works out for them, every time they get some luck, every time something just works for them, it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And In the Bible, we we see another story of this. It's between two guys. It's between uh, two kings in the Old Testament. Well, they weren't, one of them really wasn't a king at the time, but he was going to become a king. The first king, is, uh, he was king at the time. His name was Saul. He kind of fell out of favor with God, and it was—you know he slowly fell out of favor with God. And here's what God told him. He said, Saul, you're not a good leader. I'm going to take you out from kingship. I'm going to raise up another king to take your place. And no king likes that. And the person that was going to rise up and take him is this kid named David. Maybe you've heard of David and Goliath. That would be this David, and everything starts cool and everything starts really good with them for a while. You know, when Saul first encountered David, he was really impressed with this young guy. Really impressed with him, like he he he. But then it slowly begin to tear him up. David would play this music. He, like he, it says that he uh, could play. He could play a, a lyre, which is a stringed instrument okay, our day and age, he could play the guitar, and, and he was like, really loved to hear David play the guitar, and now he, he, Goliath, he took care, maybe you've heard of David and Goliath, the Goliath was a country, and David takes him out, and defeats him with God's help, uh, and and uh, when no one else in Saul's army was willing to do it, he stepped up to do it, and David then becomes best friends with his son, Jonathan, with Saul's son, Jonathan, and everything's good, Everything's fine. And David even leads tons of missions for Saul where he takes out other people. He becomes this general, this battle warrior for Saul. But then the green-eyed monster started to come. Envy slowly began to creep into Saul. And it ate him up. Here's what we find in Samuel 18. In Samuel 18, uh, here's what we find. As they were coming home, when David refrained from striking down the Philistine, that would be Goliath, the women came out. The women came out of all the cities in Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul. That's what you do when the king would come home from a battle. This is what you would do. You would you would come home and the women would rejoice because their husbands are home and the warriors are home and, and, and everything is going to be all right. So they come back to the cities. They're singing and dancing to meet the king with tambourines, with songs of joy, and with musical instruments. It's a party. Yes, we won. Like, this is awesome. Get the tambourine, Marsha. Let's do this. And it says this in verse 7. And the women... Saying to one another as they celebrated. And this is where it begins to bad for David. Saul has struck down his thousands. And David, his tens of thousands. The story goes on. It, it kind of talks a little bit about what happens next. If you go ahead to that next slide, we see this. And Saul, here, here, here he goes, he was very angry. And this saying displeased him. He said, they've ascribed David to ten thousands. And they've ascribed thousands to me. What more could he have but the kingdom? And verse nine, and Saul I David from that day on. You ever have that day? Like you maybe you can remember back the day where that one person that you cannot stand right now because you were just jealous and envious. Like you remember back to the one thing where they made the team. They step in front of you. They did this, and you can like Saul. This is his moment. Like Saul, I David from that day on. It says in verse nine. In verse ten, it says the next day a harmful spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and he raved within his house while David was playing the lyre, while he was playing the guitar as he did day by day. Saul had his spear in his hand. You know what he did next with that spear? Threw it right at him. While he's playing, jamming on the guitar, Saul takes the spear. You can imagine, they're probably in the throne room and throws it against the wall, just barely misses him. He does this a couple times in in David's life, and it's just crazy, and it it all takes this weird turn, and, and Saul wasn't interested in celebrating David or recognizing him. Here's what Saul wanted to do. He wanted to cancel him. He wanted to kill him because he was jealous. Saul's first attempt to kill David is right here, and he failed, but it it continued to go on. For the next 13 years, David runs for his life from Saul. Can you imagine 13 years running from someone who's jealous of you? He he just runs, and he runs, and he runs. And I wish I could tell you that this story comes up with this nice little bow, and everybody works it out here in the Bible, but many times that's not the way that every story in the Bible goes. There's not some happy ending because it's not a fairy tale. But envy and jealousy destroys and ruins, and it does the same to us. Ruins Saul. Ruins their relationship. And here's what it does. Envy stops us from doing the major thing that Jesus called us to do. Here's what we find in uh, in, uh, John. It says this in John chapter 13. Hey, I'm going to give you a new command. If you do this one thing, Jesus says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Well, it didn't say anything like, I, I can't be jealous or envious, I'm just supposed to love. But then here in, in 1 Corinthians, we get the definition of love. And, oh man, he put it in the definition. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. See, when we're envious and jealous, we... we We mess up on the first one, and we mess up with that first command that Jesus says. Hey, I don't want you to be envious. I want you to love. That's what I want you to do. I want you to love people is what I want you to be about, and so often we don't do that. Tonight, I want you to know this, and this is kind of our main thought tonight. If you walk out of this tonight, I'll be really happy. Would you simply love the people you envy? It's not easy. I want to give you one way how to do this tonight. There's so lots of different ways how to stop being envious. But we have to get our hearts right and replace envy with love. Yes, we have to do that. We really want to love the people we envy. If we really want to do this, if we really want to be about it, then we have to do something more. Instead of envying people, here's what we're going to have to do. And we've talked about this before. What if we decided to do the actual opposite of envy, being envious and jealous and started to celebrate those people? Here's what I mean by that. What if we started celebrating others? To battle envy, what if we celebrated these people's success? Like, would they do good? What if we were like, you know what, you actually did You actually did really good. You played a really good game tonight. What if instead of hating on them, we actually told them the truth, that, man, you played a, a great game, you played the solo well, you played whatever it is, like, you did that really well. What if we, when they got the stuff, what if we actually said, man, that is awesome, those shoes are great, that car is really cool. What instead of hating on them, what if we celebrated that things are actually going good and, and, and think, what if, you know... What if we begin to do that? What if you go out of your way to verbally express your congratulations for what they have or what they've done? Maybe this looks this way on Instagram. Maybe that person you envy and you cannot stand, you swipe real quick, or maybe you've unfollowed whatever, if you're still following, maybe you just simply hit the heart button or the thumbs up button or whatever it is on, on that version of social media. And you said, you know what? Instead of hating, instead of swiping really quick, I'm just going to say, you know what? That is an awesome picture and you hit it. What if you actually comment when you see their hair and you're like, man, their hair just always looks beautiful. What if you actually said, your hair is pretty. What if you, you know, you're always jealous of the outfits they wear. What if you actually said when you do like the outfit, hey, I really like that outfit instead of just hating on them. Simple ways to beat envy is to celebrate other people in our lives. Celebrate them. That is love when we celebrate them. Maybe it's in the weight room or, you know, or it's a track and they do this new PR, this new personal record and they like, they bench more than they've ever benched, they run faster than they've ever ran or they throw the the discus farther than they've ever thrown it. What if you just be like, you know what? Wow, that is great. That is a great new max. Get it, son. Like, you know, what if we, we actually would get excited and instead of hating on them like, man, I cannot believe that cat threw that much weight up. What if we actually celebrated them? What if when they got the new car, we said, sweet. What if it was when, when homecoming court comes up, say, you know what, and they're on court and you're not. What if you just said, you know what, congrats, I'm going to vote for you. What if instead of hating, we, we loved. Celebrating people has to become a habit. And here's the thing, I know it's tough because I struggle with it too. But I want to be better. I want to be more like Jesus. I don't want to be a hater. Nobody signs up to be that. But so often we end up there. I don't want to end up there. I want to celebrate and love people. If they really succeeded and do good things, if the outfit's really cute, if the car's really nice, if they really got a good grade, if they really did good on the field, then tell them, then celebrate them. Because here's the thing, if they've done good and you can't bring yourself to compliment them, then here's the thing, you've got a problem. And it's us. So in closing tonight... Whose success have you been hesitant to celebrate? Or a like or a hug? Who has succeeded and you've refused to acknowledge it? Who has has success and achievements that have brought out your insecurities and caused you to shy away from celebrating them? Instead of saying nothing or being critical, what if you made a habit of loving and celebrating what they have done well? publicly in front of other people. This habit of celebrating other people. It changes everything and gets this jealousy problem out of our heart. Because here's what I'm learning. Here's what I'm learning. It's a last slide tonight. The more you celebrate others, the more envy escapes your heart. I dare you to try. That person you hate, that person you're hating on, that person you you just despise every time you see them. What in the world, what would happen if God would begin to work on your heart and you begin to celebrate them so that some envy could get out of your heart? Because here's the thing. If you want to love like Jesus, and I hope that you do, that we're called to love the people we envy. Not cancel them, not ignore them, but love them. And it's crazy difficult. So let me pray for you. And uh, we'll go on. Father, thank you for today. God, you know envy loves. It's, it's one of Satan's favorite tools. He loves to use envy and jealousy. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. People succeed and we're mad about it. What, who, who, what kind of people do that? That something good happens to someone and we get mad at them, like what is going on in our hearts? God, would you work on our hearts so our heart is like yours? Would you help us instead of being haters, would you help us to love people and encourage people and celebrate people when good things happen instead of being negative and critical and all those types of things. Help us to have a heart like yours. Help us to celebrate people so that envy can find its way out of our hearts. God, thank you that you love us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.